As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Let's start off today's show with our sponsor, Jane, an all-in-one practice management software. Jane offers a PCI-compliant solution called Jane Payments that's designed to bring convenience to your day-to-day payments. That means payment options that make for a quick and easy checkout for you and your clients. With Jane Payments, you can save a little time by collecting payment before an appointment with an online booking payment policy or requesting a card on file through an intake form. You can also use the integrated Jane Payments terminal to tap, insert, or swipe credit cards on site, and you'll have the option to store cards on file through the terminal for quicker checkout for future appointments. To see Jane Payments in action, head to jane.app/payments. Don't forget, listeners can use the code wellness1mo for a 1-month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Dr. Lisa Jewell. Dr. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. If you could please tell everybody who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Uh, I am a chiropractic physician in Portland, Oregon, and we specialize in prenatal and postpartum women's health. We are chiropractic physicians, but we also do a lot of PT, body work, education, and yeah. Great. So I always love to ask people, why did you become a chiropractor? What called you to this work? Yes. Everybody's a great favorite question, I'm sure. (laughs) I love it. Um, Well, I got drawn into chiropractic because I just always knew I wanted to be in the healthcare setting, helping people. I had an injury and I saw a great chiropractor and that kind of, you know, very very traditional story. And it really wasn't until I was in practice, because we actually don't learn a whole lot about prenatal or postpartum care in school for chiropractic. But I was seeing, you know, general population, and all the moms secretly became my favorite. And they were always telling me how grateful they were, they could come see me. And I was always saying, yeah, and you, you really need this, and you really need this. And they're like, I don't have time to do that. This is all I can do because I can come here on my lunch break. And that's what really got me passionate about doing more women's health around these childbearing years. And after I had my own kids, I just, you know, really hit home like, oh, this is so underserved in our culture and we need more people doing this. And yeah. So in addition to the prenatal and postpartum care, what makes your wellness center unique? Yeah, I think what really sets us apart is that we can really treat the need, like a well-rounded treatment all in one place with one provider. You know, I think traditional chiropractic model is they do the adjustment, then you go to PT for your 
pelvic floor rehab. Then you go see a massage therapist for your body work. And our doctors here, we do all of that in, in one appointment. So the, the providers have all had a lot of extra training so that we can do all that. And I think it just makes it a lot more accessible. And I think the results are better because you're not trying to fill the other provider in on what you're doing and getting repeat exercises. And so I think it's just a better treatment model in general for patients as well. And I don't know of anybody else that's really doing that format specifically for women's health in, mm-hmm. in Portland, at least, which is absolutely a shame, but <laughs> yeah, it's so needed. It's so needed. And I, I think more and more, perinatal providers in all modalities are popping up around this area, which is nice. But to, you know, I'm, if you've listened to the podcast, you know, that I am very passionate about collaborative care, holistic care, and, you know, the value of having that experience in one place, whether it's with one provider doing everything for you in your session, or with, you know, a few different providers back to back that day or throughout that week that you can get everything you need without running all across town and, and not having your providers talk to each other. So totally. And that's the sad thing is, you know, all providers should be talking to one another that we should be co-managing people all for everything. But that unfortunately is so rare that it also sets you apart when you can facilitate that. Right. And when you are communicative and you have a good referral network that you trust that, you know, is good. So, yeah, I think all of that combined makes it more unique. (laughs) So you've been in, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been in practice for about two years doing, we're in this model. In this, yes, the group practice for about two years. Okay. Um, So what are, you spoke a little, you know, a bit about obviously the value to the patient. What are some of the other advantages to this approach that you've seen over the past couple of years in your group practice? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that's always been a priority for me starting the group practice was that I didn't want to have employees or people here that couldn't make a good living wage, right? And that couldn't have a good work-life balance because those are things that I really value and I really preach to patients. So it's been a steep learning curve, but I, I've i created a, a space where, you know, doctors aren't working 40 hours a week for what's equivalent to minimum wage and Portland, but they can work 20 hours a week, still have time to do all the things that they need to do in their life. And they have support from other people in the practice for resources or education pieces or, or coverage, you know, we're, we have a lot of uh, us going on maternity leave all the time in our office. So (laughs) we're always grateful that we have other providers that can help take some of that over when we need to go. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So what are some of the obstacles kind of on the flip side that you see that prevent people from utilizing your model? I mean, it's definitely more work. I mean, this is the only model I've ever done, so I don't know directly, but it seems like, you know, it requires a lot more effort up front and you're operating on a much tighter profit margin. So there's just a lot less room for error, you know, like what insurance denial is a much bigger deal to us because we have really long appointment times. We have, you know, about 10 visits a day is what our providers see. So when you don't get one payment, it's, it's a much bigger deal than people who see 150 people a day. Yeah. But that being said, 
it's doable. It's just, you have to like be really organized, really on top of it. If, if you can't do it, you know, now I'm to the point where I've hired out a practice manager and now she's doing all that for me because I just, I don't have time to do it. I want to see patients still. And mm-hmm. it's a full-time job to, to keep track of everything. It sure <laughs> but, is. Yeah. So I think that's just a, a common misconception that nobody knows or realizes because nobody talks about it. Mm-hmm. It's important for people who are going into a more realistic business model to know. Mm-hmm. So what was the decision point for you? Because I think a lot of clinic owners, practice owners, they get to that point. We've all been there of deciding, okay, am I going to keep seeing clients and patients? Am I going to keep running you know, all the day-to-day details? When do I hire an admin? When do I hire practice manager? So what were those signs for you that led you to decide to do that? And then how did you make sure you were, uh, you know, did you have a checkpoint of, okay, when I am to this point financially, then we're going to do it? Because people always want to know about this decision. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure it's different for for different situations. For me, I've also had uh, two children in the past three years. So part of part of mine was prompted out of necessity. Like I had to hire someone to cover me. And then when I came back from my last maternity leave, I was basically running the practice. I was maybe doing like five patient hours a week. And after a few months of that, I just realized it was not fulfilling to be. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but seeing patients is what I love. And so for me, I I decided that's where I need to put my energy and I need to pay someone else to do these things that I could do, but I don't want to do. I want to do these things. And so I do, you know, I've always had a business coach, which I always highly recommend. I haven't had the same business coach, but you know, I worked with one coach for two years and one coach for nine months and which I think is good that, you know, you learn what you can from a coach and then you move on and you find a different coach. So I've always kind of had that as someone I can bounce off those ideas with. That's, you know, not as connected to the practice. It's not like another employee of the practice. Yeah. They're not emotionally attached. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They can be more objective about it. Um, But I do tend to start something knowing that I can build to cover that cost but I don't necessarily have the money to cover it right off the bat. So yeah, like my last big change was hiring the practice manager and I really couldn't afford her salary yet, but I knew I would be able to, and I knew it would be worth it. And so I went, you know, I I took a little hit for a month and now I'm it more than pays for itself. So yeah, it's very important. And I appreciate your honesty in that. And that's the way I do things a lot of the time as well, especially over the years. And when I coach people on this, because the decision point on hiring an admin or more support positions that are not revenue producing is always, well, I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't afford not to do it. Yeah, And that is the truth most of the time. Once you do it, they are helping you bring in so much more revenue Mm -hmm. and allowing, freeing up your time to bring in more revenue. So it typically does work out. Yeah. Um, and we, as the, as clinic owners, we do have to take risks a lot of the time. Yes. And yeah, it's like you, you have to be stable, right? It's not like you're just. Sure. Really We're not saying just spend money you don't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calculated <Right>. risk. 
but yes, strategic planned risk, yes. I think is, is pretty, pretty crucial for small businesses who want to grow. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that one piece of advice that you have? You've been doing this for a couple of years. What's the thing you wish you knew at the beginning or the one piece of advice you'd have for a brand new group practice clinic owner? Yeah, I mean, I feel like hindsight's twenty twenty now, right? Uh, looking back, I'm really grateful that I spent those years really focusing in on, you know, my craft on being a provider because I felt so confident and so solid in that that it really allowed me then to put all my time and energy into learning the new business aspects. So, I do think it's a great, great idea to be a provider or practitioner first and then to be a business owner instead of trying to do it all at once as a big learning curve. Yes. For um, sure. You know, if, if you can, sometimes that's not a choice, but I think if it is, that's a, a great way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like you also really have valued mentorship and coaching along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and you know, now I love being a mentor to, students and doing like precepts and mm-hmm. and even having a staff and like finding teaching opportunities for us to do together that is just something that I've I always have enjoyed and I'm able to do more of now. Mm-hmm. Well it sounds like you have a a really fun amazing helpful giveaway in the form of an ebook. Um so if you want to tell our listeners about that yeah, this is something I wrote a few years ago now, and I think it's a really great example of this kind of well-rounded holistic care. Uh, the book in particular is for new moms in that kind of, you know, first few years postpartum, but is applicable to really any time in life. Um, so it talks about the physical, the mental, the emotional, and kind of gives little tools and and info about all those different aspects. Yeah. What, what mom couldn't benefit from that? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if people want to take advantage of that, uh, finding that ebook, how can they find it? Yeah. You can go onto the website, which is just jewelchiropractic.com. And then the, there's a free opt-in that will get you on our list and then for this podcast, we will send you the whole book for free. <laughs> and you can also check out all of our other services if you're local. Yeah. So if you're local to Vancouver, Washington, Portland, Oregon area, head on over to the website and check out Jewel Chiropractic. Dr. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Kendall. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.